Hey, and welcome to the Dad FC Football Podcast. And we are back with another show, which is going to be rounding up all the weekend's action. And as ever, I'm joined by my good friend, Yanis. You all right, mate? Yeah, mate. Well, how are you doing? You good? Yeah. Good, mate. Very well. Busy weekend. Busy weekend. Yeah, same. Try to get some footy watched. Yeah, I know. Try to get some football watched around a two-year-old's birthday party. I know. Joke, joke that. Kids screaming everywhere. Slides happening. Presents everywhere. And then uh, we had some non-negotiables when we got back on Sunday. The Christmas decorations went up. Oof. Early doors, that. <laughs> it was, mate. So your surprised face when you came, when you came in the <laughs> no, house yeah. like this pointing, confused look as he was like the tree. Like, yeah, it's non-negotiable that one. So it was sure. funny. It was funny at the. Um, it's obviously went to you were there, your son's birthday party. Yeah, um, had to be that. Uh, it was funny because um, you could see as the Newcastle game was there, <laughs> as like people were seeing it was three two to, <laughs> to Brent <laughs> fan. You could watch the wave of like disappointment go across people's faces as they were checking their phones. Yeah. <laughs> Kids running riot just Yeah, it was quite a an eventful Saturday afternoon to say the least and that, that wasn't even the football. <laughs> I know, yeah, it was good but, Yeah, but, other than that, fairly and had another Christmas party on um Sunday as well. Did you? No, birthday party I mean. Birthday party. Yeah. Busy. Kids have got better, better social lives than us. Oh, way better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm busy seeing you. So. I know, that's it. <laughs> Don't leave me out. <laughs> well, should we get cracked on Let's here? Do it. There's loads to talk about. So, let's get kick-started, mate. Uh, I suppose the... The sacking that you've been shouting for for weeks, months, maybe seasons before the yeah. pod even started, as a Solshire. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you take lead on this, mate. I know you've, you've been wanting this one. I think it's just... We'll get into the Solshire stuff. I think the game, obviously, was was just awful. But um, the Solshire stuff is just... Even the timing of this is just indicative of how Man United have been run over the last couple of years off the field. It's just bizarre, isn't it, that they've got a two-week break. Obviously, international duty, they've got a bunch of internationals, but still, you can yeah. get somebody in and just the timing. It's just weird, but um, I think it is. it has just become... I think they really wanted Solskjaer to last the end of the season just keep them in the top four till the end of the season, and they'd have been happy with that. But it's just become too much. Because the way it's going to pan out now, they're going to have an interim manager for the interim manager who's going to then hand it over to the long-term manager yeah, 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 or head coach or whatever title they're going to get. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? They just this desperation to get like have old players. And where's this? Where's this come from? Because I was listening to a few pundits saying like they want to get like um, old players in because that's like the Man United way. It's like, Why? Since when? Yeah. Like Mourinho didn't play for United. Yeah. Van Gaal didn't. Moyes didn't. Ferguson. <laughs> so yeah. Bar Solskjaer who on paper won nothing but there's Darren Fletcher's in the board or something isn't he um, obviously Carrick but then it's not going very well so maybe they shouldn't make it yeah absolutely <laughs> it shouldn't should. be the way yeah I don't think they should at all I think they should just employ really good people <laughs> <laughs> regardless of the United way it's just, <coughs> I find yeah I find the whole thing just a bit um, it's just bizarre do you think these literally are the biggest club in the world bar maybe 
the two Spanish clubs? No, I think they're the, the, they are the biggest club in the world. And the more reports you're hearing about now, it's almost like more people's adding fuel to the fire by saying the match day experience isn't very good. Old Trafford needs like a, a lick of paint, needs doing up the press. Oh, really? The press boxes aren't very good. Like a lot of the, um, there's a well-known podcast I listen to where. He was he was saying that uh, a lot of the reporters struggle to get even get Wi-Fi inside the ground. Wow. So it's not just with, it is obviously the the team and the ma- the management, but Man United's got a problem which they they were saying stems from the very top. Yeah. Where there's just not been money invest, invested for a, a long time. Yes, they have a stadium which can have seventy odd thousand people uh-huh. in there, but the whole match day experience is apparently uh, not what it used to be. Well, I'll tell you what. Match day experience was pretty awful. It was, it was that Watford game? <laughs> but one thing I feel sorry for is Watford played really well, yeah. and nobody's talking about it. <laughs> I mean, it was probably easy to play well because Manchester United were absolutely woeful, like terrible. Every goal is like shocking. Yeah, like really, really bad. I mean, the first one, um, I think it was uh, Bruno Fernandez. Just like clears, yeah. it, clears it into his own box, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's a header from uh, Juan Bissaka. It's just awful, and then Dennis has got about ten yards in the box to take a touch. Yeah, the the third goal, like Lindelof was more worried about handballing it and put his hands behind his back. The fourth one, they managed to pull out of a header. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's what I've written down here. I've written down like so. The first, like, obviously, there's closing down. There's like the the poor clearings from Fernandez, but. The long ball, let the long ball bounce. You get chastised at like yeah, it, so a seven-year-old we get hammered for back in the day. Yeah, not uh, for let the long ball bounce. It's almost like you just thought, oh, this could hurt this one. I just didn't didn't fancy sticking his head in it. It was just yeah, um, Maguire. Mag- yeah, I was going to say like so he good- should have. Hopefully, he's got his fingers in his ears for the next couple of weeks I was going to say it's a good job he scored them them really important goals against Albanians and San Marino so that yeah. this, this won't be like, this won't matter it'll be forgotten about in a, just a couple of days yeah that keeps the wolves up the door because that, that big header <laughs> um, but he's not doing himself any favours because then he had a photo which did the rounds on social media and I understand players are going to have social lives but you've got you've got to think a little bit different now especially if you're club captain your manager's about to get sacked you got battered you got sent off so you go, you go out on the lash and get some photos taken. Yeah, like in again, the, the emergency the board, board meeting is literally going on, and he's in like, I imagine in the private area getting like, it's just, yeah. Because his his yellow cards, oh yeah, the yellow cards two two came to bed. Like, it was just ridiculous. Like the first one, he basically got beaten. Um, was it Dennis who you, you uh-huh. just pulled down silly yellow? The second the second one is literally awful. Yeah, he just he's waiting for the game to be over. Shall we dribble out of them? Didn't he just fancies it. Yeah, and then he gets gets caught by was it cleverly who who Yeah, I think was it? Uh, maybe yeah. Pulled him down and last man, yellow card, could have been a straight red if he wasn't already on a yellow, but it's just so I know we're not United fans, but it's almost like disappointing when you see club captains like performing at that level when there's yeah. so many people would like do anything for their club and this guy's like eighty odd million however much money he's on and that's the level of performance you give when a lot of people could see Solskjaer's job was on the line. Yeah, everywhere except Gary Neville. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one thing I was going to say is um, the one thing I hadn't I'd actually missed about the schoolboy defending was the um, the Sar goal as well. The, uh, there's a little one-two, and they like just they don't go runners, and it's just 
It's just like proper. I, it's funny. So everyone's been going on about um, about the Jose Mourinho era and how it ended. And it was toxic and it was a fractured. It was a fractured dressing room, and he left the club in a really bad state. And Oli came in and galvanised people. I would be really worried if I was a Man United fan in terms of I think they're still miles away. You can have all the superstars in the world you like, but you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me a little bit of the Chelsea days a couple, like maybe like a decade or so ago, where all right, they had Avram Grant who was awful, but like they had Avram Grant, they had like AVB, Scolari, you know, that sort of year. There was like sort of four or five years, yeah. And every every so often, like the players just didn't fancy playing for them, and the whole player power thing, and they just stopped playing. Got a manager sacked, got a new one in. This looks the same as is that. Mm-hmm. If you, if you think of no closing down, like just absolutely no closing down whatsoever, just not going with runners, just really like for all I was like Ronaldo is maybe an argument, not a great signing. He's probably the one player that's actually pulling his weight. Because I was one of the questions I was going to ask you, like Maguire. I don't think he should be club captain. Who would you make captain there? Can um, and there's only three names I can kind of think of is is maybe Fernandez because he's still he's not playing at the level but he's trying which is a tough thing to say football at least he's trying I don't think he is trying by the way Ronaldo and I was going to say De Gea De Gea has a clanger every eight weeks so he cannot really have that De Gea. puts him in one of the top performers for Man United you probably say Ronaldo at least he has a, it is, he's an absolute standard setter on and off the pitch you, mm-hmm. you'd imagine he he doesn't he really lets his standard slip he, my only concern with Ronaldo is he's very arms in the air when things don't go his way yeah. but um, I don't think Bruno I I think there's an argument to say you should be dropping Bruno and he really? should be, yeah I think you should, I think the problem with Fernandez is is that he plays, he plays in that 10 role so then they've got to play four attacking players because he doesn't play wide so he plays in a 10 yeah. you play Ronaldo up top play two people off from the four attacking players they always get cut to shreds with the two midfield so why not just go to 4-3-3 Bruno can't play in there 4-3-3 three midfield width width pace and Ronaldo up top get the ball out wide fast and, and people will be like what's he going on about but he's offered nothing this season so little this season I'd be tempted to Got I, see, from, I, see, I see where you're coming from but I still think Fernandez has been one of the better players over the season for them yeah. I think he's done very little the debate last year was my United fans were saying De Bruyne or, or um, Bruno it's not even close I mean De Bruyne has never even fit he's still twice the player but yeah, I've, I've, I've been disappointed with Bruno because I thought he'd pull these socks up and I thought he'd be someone who would get in the trenches and really battle, but he hasn't. I don't think he has at all. So who would you, who would you make club captain? Probably Ronaldo. Ronaldo? Might, might as well. He's already manager, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. No, I think... I, I, well, who, who else would you have? Like, there's... There's nobody that's nailed on enough. He couldn't have, like, a Pogba or somebody. Would you go totally left field and like, stick it to Varane or something? And... Yeah, Varane, yeah, he's, he's probably, but he, he hasn't been playing as well, so like this, that's probably one of the issues as well. But um, yeah, it's a strange situation. It, it, I mean, even like even the timing of sacking, sacking um, you know, they've missed out on Conte. I know people say why like, Conte is never going to manage my United. I don't understand why that is the case. 
he's proven when he wins, he wins like I saw a graphic the other day where he's like he's only second to one or two managers in the last like ten years points per game trophies won yeah he's an absolute winner Conte would be perfect to go and smash the dressing room up and get players fired up and get players playing for the next two or three seasons all right he'd leave the club and you have to get a new manager but what is that not better than a club in limbo doing literally nothing like you know you need that sort of boost booster don't boost a shot just to give them something just to give them a trophy because if you think of players like um Pogba Bruno mm-hmm. um Sanchez Rashford Greenwood there are some like proper stellar names and some really top class players if someone wants to drill a stance into them where they really raise their game to the peak of what they can be which Conte does for a couple of seasons and then they run out of steam or then he moves on whatever mm-hmm. then they go they should they surely win things so who's, who's going to take over then Michael Carrick for now I think like, Carrick's obviously got the job for, for now and then looking at the mm-hmm. uh, the odds and what names have been mentioned um Brendan Rodgers' his name's cropped up again, but then he hasn't exactly shown himself in the best light with Leicester this this season. Yeah, they've been about as clueless as United have recently. Mm-hmm. Um, Blanc, um, Blanc, Laurent Blanc. Yeah, but he's managing over in the Qatar All Stars or something like that. Big so, side. <laughs> so he he surprised. He said he would be interested. Pochettino has apparently said that he's interested, but I can't see him leaving halfway through. Apparently, there's a, all the all the media outlets, all the kind of things you see on social media, are saying that Poch is well interested. He's prepared to leave, but it looks like it'll be the end of the season. But then, what I've heard from a lot of reports is that PSG won't be willing to to let him go because it's kind of saying, "Oh, they're a bigger club than us." Because you know they are PSG. In terms of money, yes, but it's no, I mean, mate, not at all. Oh, I mean, right, yeah, 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 yeah. But then you saw how they're willing to let Mbappe go to Real Madrid just as a yeah. kind of. My big, mine's bigger than yours literally like, cutting off and no suspect the face yeah so I think they might do that again so just maybe where this interim man interim interim manager is going to yeah. come in to take over for the season so as an interim manager until the end of the season or as an interim manager for now so as caretaker now and then an interim manager until the end of the season yes yeah, so as Carrick as caretaker interim now there's yeah. going to be a proper interim a permanent interim coming <laughs> and, and then they're going to name the, the man in, in the summer apparently it's, if they just did it again after the humiliation of United or the humiliation at Liverpool mm-hmm. sorry Man City in Liverpool if, if they just did it then they'd have been able to take the time during, during the international break and have somebody Ahead of this Watford game, and probably would have battered Watford. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing that getting smashed by Watford four one. So, one other thing I thought was really bizarre in a, a Man United ism, like they did an exit interview and it's gone everywhere with like the Man United crest in the background and do you think that was just weird? Yeah, so like, weird. Like everyone likes Ollie, we get it. He's a nice guy. No one's saying he's a bad human being. Like everybody likes Ollie. He was just wasn't the right man to manage Man United at the time. Did a bit of job, like a decent job, smiled and did give some high fives a few years ago. But then he's lost. I smiled and gave some high fives. <laughs> but he did, didn't he? Like he just smiled and was jolly Man United. <laughs> yeah, that's true did, though. Did all right. He, he basically wasn't Mourinho. So <laughs> and that's, that's what's on your CV, at Man United. Well, it wasn't Jose Mourinho. You hired. <laughs> Yes, that interview is, and he gets all teary and stuff about Michael Carrick. 
oh yeah, I love... Oh, anyway, we don't need to get into it. But it's just so bizarre. Rubbish. I never saw Steve Bruce's excellent interview for Newcastle. All the other five managers have just been sacked. But it just seemed like United still want to hold Ollie in this high regard. Like, no one dislikes him. It's just football. Yeah. He got off lucky, really, didn't he? And Rangers people were beating up cardboard <laughs> cutter Steven Gerrard. And I think they burned him in the car park. <laughs> I mean, he was like fans hugging Ollie outside the ground crying. Like, yeah. he's still living in the same house. He hasn't got a job anywhere. Aye. like... You probably can still come to the games if you let him in and stop shouting at him. <laughs> he basically scored a goal in the Champions League final. Yeah. And still living off that rep. Yeah. Aye. Get Rooney in. Come on. Oh, no, no, no. Get Brucey in. Let's just do it. Let's just get Steve Bruce. Bruce with Rooney as his assistant. Carrick yeah. as head coach and yeah. Solskjaer can come Fletcher. back as Fred the Reds the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> uh, should we move on, mate? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Uh, but a well played, Watford. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Brendan Rodgers, let's go there. Leicester, Leicester got beat three 0 to Chelsea. Yeah, this was a sort of clinical display, wasn't it, by Chelsea? Yeah, just a standard game you expect from Chelsea now. That the three centre halves, <laughs> incredible. Um, they really are, by the way, aren't they? Yeah, Jorginho and Kante, like. Them two as whole midfielders just give you that extra protection which so many clubs need right now. Man United being one of them, it just shows you how important that defensive mid position is. And it gives you the wing backs just literally free rolls, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Kante runs for days, doesn't he? Jorginho doesn't run, but he sits and just is like so yeah. disciplined, isn't he? Never moves from like centre circle, does he? But um, yeah, there's. It's going back to a point <clears throat> you made actually a couple of weeks ago when we talked about um, Chilwell and James and how high they are. Yeah. Since you said that, I mean, they really are. Like, I know that they, they're, they're basically like forwards and wingers, like, but <laughs> they really run beyond sort of habits in the in the kind of who's the sort of false name, wasn't he? They really do get beyond them, like, all game to the point where the basically midfielders come sort of strikers. <laughs> so as you see sort of the comparison to sort of Trent and um, it was actually uh, Simicas um, yeah, yeah, yeah. or Robertson the the, whole, the width and the high but mm-hmm. the high for fullbacks but sort of Chilwell and Reese James are really high for they're literally like wingers they 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 were too forward to be wingers yeah it's, it's beyond, yeah they're forward yeah but have you seen what I mean now when the attack from one wing the other wing yeah. back is coming in like an extra striker like like you would like you would teach a wide player to do mm-hmm. get in the box and the, the players out wide left or wide, wide right the left hand player should be the winger should be getting around yeah. the back that's that's what they do it's, they and obviously they they're very good technicians Reese James is actually like a fabulous footballer. Like yeah. he really is a sensational Great, footballer. So good. Um uh I think this this is probably just like the a display that's put Chelsea firmly in my mind back his favourites. You think? Yeah. Firmly because I just think that they just looked so solid. Uh, you win titles in defence, um eleven games, seven clean sheets, four goals conceded. I mean that is mm-hmm. it's it's and they played some big guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All because of these false two and false three. Yeah. Tell you it's going to be a position soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're going to talk about that. Um, Leicester and just didn't really have a kick, did they? Except from, I think, that Luckman goal that was obviously disallowed for being offside. Second half, bit of puff and puff from them. But mm-hmm. I think Chelsea just were 
comfortable all the time. So if Brennan Rodgers is is getting talked with for Man United, do you think this is like denting his reputation as a manager? Never even mind like the Man United job. Probably because there was there's they've been a bit a little bit um, stale probably for a few weeks now, haven't they? Really mm-hmm. haven't really produced a stellar performance. They've obviously beat Man United with a couple of great goals, but Man United would have been awful. Like yeah. so, <clears throat> so yeah, I think maybe it is. I think he probably could have done without only hanging on for two more months if he wanted this job, Brendan. Yeah. But um, I don't know if he wants it or not. I don't know if he's good enough for it. I'm not sure. Is the jury still out on Rogers a little bit? I don't think I wouldn't give him the Man United job. Man United job, me personally. Like, I think you've got to go all for broke in the summer and offer Poch whatever whatever he wants. Yeah. I don't think Rogers is the right man to be taking over at Man United. Um, so I don't want to go back to Man United. But do you do you just suck it up for the next end of the season? You way where you finish is you way you finish, and then yeah, and just get a Poch. Uh, it, it sounds nuts, but a club like Man United just got to accept. Like, look, we're, if as long as you're still getting in the Europa League, like the top four, like if it happens, great. But as long as there's some sort of Europe going on there, um, yeah, what can you do? Yeah, fair. Um, but other than that, Chelsea's bench: Alonso, Aspilicueta, Bartley, Christensen, uh, Ruben Office Cheek, Pulisic, Werner, and Ziyech Werner. Sorry, yeah, Pulisic system ZH came off the bench and played really well. Um, what a bench that it's is. class, isn't it? Yeah. Lukaku's still injured, obviously. Not even involved. They're better side still with them. <clears throat> you almost forget that they signed him. Was he 99 million or something? 90, yeah, 97 yeah. million? Yeah. You almost forget you got a 100 million pound striker out injured at the moment and they're still scoring goals for, for fun. But yeah, Chelsea showed that wide up there and run. Solid. Yeah, uh, let's go to to Liverpool mate Liverpool 4 Arsenal 0 this just made me think that Liverpool are firm favourites for the title <laughs> <laughs> no I thought they played really really well Liverpool um, I keep hearing people say it was um, it was when Arteta and Klopp had handbags that galvanised um, the Liverpool crowd and before then Arsenal were playing really well and they had all the ball I think it was just, like Liverpool were just waiting like lying and waiting just just sitting, springing the trap. Yeah, it just takes a while to break teams down and energy levels go a little bit. Like I, I didn't think it made that much of a difference. Like, you haven't seen everything happened after that, but because Carragher was saying it was, it took that to, to really raise the crowd, and that really kind of played it in the heart. He, Carragher shouldn't be allowed to commentate in Liverpool games. Aye, like, is he the most blinded by the red ever? I mean, like at least when Gary Neville commentates on Man United games, he gets stuck into them. Whereas Carragher just doesn't see yeah. anything except for Liverpool Klopp greatness and he forgets his thirteen playing. Yeah, he really does. Um, yeah, that's a, such a fair point by the way. But he was saying the fact that um, that galvanised. I just didn't buy it. I just thought that Liverpool were letting Arsenal have the ball, you keep it, have it, pass it round. You will, you'll, you'll mess up soon enough, and then. Mm-hmm. And then when the first one goes in, they've obviously got to push a little bit more. Starts to open up. Which is something I, I thought um, Ramsdale had really good game because <laughs> he conceded four. <laughs> he really did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like, when it was nil nil, he must have had about four or five. Like you got a double saves in there. Like, he was uh-huh. really good. So how much longer has he got to be playing until he pushes Pickford for number one? I think he's pushing now. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he'll start unless there's like three or four clangers before 
the World Cup next next season. Pickford's got clangers in him. Ah, oh, he definitely has. I have faith in him having clangers. Every time he plays Newcastle, he loves a clanger. <laughs> Does he head his head goes against Newcastle, doesn't it? Yeah. But um, but no, I agree. He's got clangers in him. However, um, unless he does that, I think he's never let England down. That and that is, and we've seen it before with South Southgate. Loyal. Yeah, he's got he's real loyal until really his hand is forced. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. But um, but yeah, I mean we've seen it before with. We've had Sam Johnson play really well, sort of push him a little bit. Nick Pope mm-hmm. was um, Henderson a couple of seasons ago, my United. Yeah, he was injured. He's got his man, so it's fair enough for, for sticking with him. Sorry, but, yeah, I've been amazed at how he's been class around still. So good. Who would win the fight then? Cobra Arteta? Um, I think, I reckon, I'm back on Arteta. Arteta? Scrappy, yeah. That's what I thought, because you look at him and think, Cops a bigger bloke, he'd like manhandle him a bit, but Arteta, he's the type of man where you know he looks a bit dead in the eye sometimes. He <laughs> imagine him do some like some nasty stuff. <laughs> I think I think Klopp would be wild with haymakers. Yeah. And uh and Arteta would, would be in there, he'd be getting close. He'd be getting real personal. Yeah. <laughs> he'd probably go and fight his missus afterwards. <laughs> um But yeah, for that, I mean how good how good are Liverpool off the ball? Yeah. Like they they must they must see a team that like Pass the ball on the back and just lick their lips, like just they mm. are so good off the ball, like they really are immense. Like Klopp has got them, the press is just outrageously good, and um, they literally won the ball to the point where like Arsenal were just passed it to them. They weren't even winning it; they were just passing it to them. There was that stat that popped up the number of times that they intercepted and won the ball. Um, was was it seventeen times? Really? Yeah, that, that is outrageous. Yeah, it's, it's, it shows you how forceful <clears throat> their press is. And this is one where maybe Arteta's shown his, his inexperience of a manager. They should have maybe changed the tactic quicker to go along. I know it's not how they wanted to play, but when you're playing a team which has a superior press to your ability to play out the back, like, why keep doing it? it do, actually, it's a good point, because it, it really reminded me of the latter days of Wenger, where he sort of wouldn't change his philosophy and then they wanted to play this Arsenal style of passing the ball and mm-hmm. wouldn't change, where people were just like, can we just boot it once in a while? <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree. Like it, it, maybe that was a bit of naivety from Arteta. Mm-hmm. Got to have a bit of a plan B. Or you've got to have a billion pounds of resources like Pep has to continue just playing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Salah, he, if he doesn't get a goal, he's not greedy, is he? Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> He tries to shoot for me like right back position. He's like, but that's what the best strikers do, though, isn't it? Like the ones who, yeah, they are ball greedy. Like sometimes going back to watching like the Alan Shearer, he never used to pass that off. And like once he got the ball in the eighteen yard box, there's one thought, and you can see them getting more and more aggressive. If they haven't scored for like one week or two weeks, they're like, like just looking for the next hit. They're like druggies, aren't they? Nah. <laughs> like, oh, where's it coming from? <laughs> just chasing that last high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, they, they're amazing. How good is Jota's goal, by the way? Yeah, I mean, he's an Arsenal assist, but I know. Yeah, shocker that way. Just clear it. Yeah, does really well as well, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Win the ball. There's a bit of shimmy, and then just right. Do you want to finish that one off, will you? Yeah, the, the, the defender must be watching that in slow motion. Like, oh no, someone. Oh no, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, but um, I thought I thought Liverpool were like magnificent. I think it's a, a reality <clears throat> check for Arsenal as well. The they've had a good run. Was it seven or eight undefeated, which is fair? Ten, enough. is it not? Is it not ten in all competitions? Maybe, maybe? all competitions, just Premier League, I think it's, yeah. it's um, 
seven or eight undefeated. This is just a reality check, but also to show you how them top three are just so so far yeah. so far ahead of everybody else. They have, I mean, in that run, they have played nobody though. So they, this this has been the first real test for like seven or eight games. However many games have been unbeaten, this has been the, f- the first real test. But no, they got eight <clears throat> games unbeaten in the Premier League. It's a good league. Yeah, we've seen before anybody can. Not everyone can beat anyone, but there's no really easy games yeah, out there. So they got seven or eight unbeaten in the Premier. I think that's a bit of a harsh statement against. But back back to reality, the way big time. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's uh, leave it there for part one. So part two, and we're going to be going to St James's Park, mate. Yeah. Newcastle three, Brentford three. And for Eddie's first game, this could possibly be the most Eddie Howe score of all time. <laughs> Everyone's seen that. Yeah. 3-3. Three, three. <clears throat> Everyone knows he loves to play attacking football. Not really, like, defence optional. And I think this this showed it. I think what I'm going to make a call, watching Newcastle is going to be entertaining this yeah. season. We might be, like, leads from last year. So, yeah. like, for the neutral, it's going to be entertaining. But for us as Newcastle fans, I think it could be some some uh, some ups and some downs along the way, or even every minute could be an up and a down supporting Newcastle. I think, um, I, well, while I agree with that, and I do think that it's, there was lots of cha- sort of chances in the game for both sides. Brentford, a first goal shouldn't really go in. It's a shocker yeah. from Darlow. Yeah, and then there's a defective goal that they. That, they get as well, yeah. For the, which themselves for the their third one, yeah. Which is probably it. So if you if you were to just have the rub of the green and the cells box that goes out and yeah. not have the rub of the green, just have a goalkeeper that makes a save, then I think it could be a different game. I think Newcastle could have run out winners in this. Yeah, I think they played really really well. Newcastle, I knew, I know. Obviously, I'm now he's blinded by the black and white. His is by Liverpool, but I thought Newcastle played really really well even before when they were sort of 2-1 down I thought they played really well um, and then I had to go and stop watching it for to go to <laughs> birthday party but, um, but it was an attacking lineup. I was surprised to see Willock and Shelby yeah in the we? middle I thought <clears throat> but then playing that team if we play a better team like, we'll get pulled apart oh yeah yeah well, that's true but he maybe thinks that he can get on the Press high against like an Arsenal. What got next and mm-hmm. get the ball off them? But I thought Newcastle created. There, there are I've said it before. A lot of times there is goals in this Newcastle side. There really is, especially Joe Linton. My God, he's like a different player. <laughs> yeah. What's he been having for his breakfast? He definitely, <laughs> he definitely had his wheat mix, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, maybe like he just couldn't understand Bruce when Bruce has given him a bit of a pep talk and couldn't understand. And Eddie Howe and his southern accent, he, he gets that accent and he's like, actually, you're right. I am a good player. So he talks about passing and shooting. I've always wondered what he was going on about. <laughs> I thought I thought Jolinton played really well, actually. Arguably man of the match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ivan Tony. I mean, he would, wouldn't he? Yeah, even even his, his interview at the end of the game when he said, oh, I was licking my lips for this game. Like, ah. I'd love to have him back at Newcastle, by the way. Of course, yeah, yeah. He's a really totally. good player. He's a really good all-round. Like, he's made for the Premier League. He drops in really, really drops in the sort of whole... Uh, a pocket of space and sort of lets Ronaldo in off in off him and stuff. He's a proper classic target man forward. Yeah. He's a really good player actually. 
Do Brentford need to be worried then? Because they should have lost that game. Based I think on they should have lost the game, yeah. Uh, but then again, but they absolutely could have won it at the same time, which yeah. is the bizarre thing about Brentford. Um, uh, yeah, po- possibly, yeah. Because Newcastle were maybe architects of their own downfall. Mm-hmm. Um, even like even the Tony goal should be cut out at source before it gets to Tony having the shot against Dahl. I mean, Richie's just caught in there. Like Matt Richie just cannot defend he's not a left back he keeps getting played there but no, Matt Rich is the only Newcastle player to play every minute of the season I mean Jamal Lewis is like the forgotten man isn't he mm-hmm. such high hopes for him when we signed him last season, uh, last season but um, yes um, Alan St Maximum is a bright spot again for Newcastle yeah. um, fabulous like so so that's a proper performance from him mm-hmm. Obviously, the deflected sort of shot goes to Julian and a really good finish from him, but he's he sort of nips inside a player, lays it off to um, Fraser, who puts it on a plate from for the for the equaliser for the third one. So we're twelve games in, no wins. Yeah. So only only two teams have survived in Premier League history. Oh, go on then. Uh, Everton, ninety yeah. four, ninety five, and Derby County did it. I think it was all all one. So. There's still two that statistically share that we can do it, but when everyone else is picking up points around you, every game that goes past now is like, it's just making you think, is that like another nail going in? Because yeah. that should have been as much as yet. We played better and there was, there, was, there was hopes and we played some fast football and scored some goals, which was great. But at the end of the day, you don't get, you don't have, you know, you don't survive on, well, that game was, they played yeah. well there. This happened. Because I said that about Brentford a few weeks ago. Frank was going around saying we should have won, we should have won, we should have won, but you still got no points from four games and Newcastle still haven't won a game. Yeah, there's the worries for the two worries for me um, over this weekend at Newcastle. Um, the first one is the teams around us are picking up points. Yeah. Um, it's a Newcastle fan. I was absolutely delighted to see Leeds lose. <laughs> uh, which, uh, just because it keeps, I mean, would have been quite quite a distance away at this 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 time of the season. And the other thing is what you kind of just mentioned there: how relegation e is it to say played really well but lost again? Mm-hmm. That's such relegation chat, isn't it? If every so many teams have been relegated in the Premier League that have played well but couldn't win for some reason, yeah, whatever it is, had the chance of missed the chances. Too many good players to go down. The yeah. too, too good to go down. So classic, yeah. and like that is such relegation chat. Um, I would say that it's said before these next these, these next four games, three left now are really important. Yeah, um, Arsenal away, not expecting much here, but get two wins from Burnley and Norwich at home, and suddenly it's a different sort of look. You know, you suddenly on twelve points, you're probably maybe seventeenth or eighteenth rather than bottom. Then it's a different looking table, but. Yeah, right now the the most worrying thing is because if you think of games like Southampton should have won that game, Watford definitely should have won the Watford game. Mm-hmm. Like bad Watford and how we drew that game, and then tonight uh, on the weekend again, I think we should have won that game, but we didn't, and that's a concern. Mm-hmm. Even under, under Steve Bruce, we were playing awful, but I always thought there was more to give. Like <laughs> I thought there was more, but whereas now I'm thinking actually that's pretty much us playing well, that's and we're it, not yeah. winning. So what else is there in the tank? So. Plus, it's going to make it harder to buy players in in January because everyone was looking forward to January, but 
Got to get there, yeah. yeah got to be it. in touching distance at least. Got to be maybe five points off. Something mm-hmm. like that. They can't be, can't be more than if you're more than over two wins away. Yeah. If if you're seven, you know, like in rugby, if you're more than X amount of scores away, if if you're more than two wins away, I think that would be a concern because recouping that when the clubs in that area might be galvanised, like of Norwich might be playing well. Um, yeah, plus two wins <clears> is a lot of wins right now when you had none from twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will say it though, <clears throat> said it before, no nobody else down there has got Carl Wilson. I know you missed the head out early on, but he is still the best of that in down there. I'd mm-hmm. still want to have Carl Wilson Ivan Tony. Yeah, I agree. But anyway, let's not make a, a tune pod. Let's let's move on. Uh another three three, Burnley and Palace. Yeah. The the Ben Tekir Renaissance yeah, continues. I think even a few pods ago at the start of the season like, we joked about like how on earth did he score 10 goals last season when like he's almost like f- forgotten about but yeah he's looking like a, a different player he still he could score so many more goals nah, he still missed a couple of, like, <laughs> yeah. as that header from, I think it was Gallagher Cross which yeah. is just yeah um, yeah I thought I, I, Palace played really well I probably should have won the game mm-hmm. pretty much all over and then Burnley scored Two of the most Burnley goals you'll yeah. ever see. Wood with the slowest header like, <laughs> ever. I know. I know. Honestly, I thought I was actually watching it in slow motion. But yeah, it was. Your man Gallagher got man of the match again. Class. He's class. Um, Anderson should have got a red card. Yeah. How was <clears> that not? I watched it and was like, nah, it's a dive in it. And then I watched it again and it should be a red card. And I'm kind, but I'm kind of glad it wasn't because like he's, he's it's not that much in it. He's he's put his arms out like anybody would, and Woods just gone. I'm on, I'm on this red card here. So I saw this too. Too as a football fan, I was disappointed because I'm like that's we want consistency. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So as a football fan, I'm like that should have been sent off. Laporte or was it um, Johnny Evans? Yes, that's the one. Yeah. So as a football fan, I'm like that's a red card. This is what, what annoys us about footballing consistency as a Newcastle fan I was delighted <laughs> that Burnley didn't go and play yeah. against 10 men so I had mixed feelings one I'm like nap next one I'm like yes that of, of all those of the three mentioned though mm-hmm. Laporte Evans and that one there on Chris Wood that is the, is the least in that I don't think there's much in that at all I think but, he's felt like it's, a, it's the same as Raheem Sterling it, it's, it's, it's a, a little bit of rubbing on him he's like nah, it's a foul yes or no it's a, it was a foul yes he was the last man, so it's red. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue that. Yeah, yeah. Point well made. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, can I say one other thing? Uh, I don't, I don't believe it when pundits say that it's a really well worked goal, and Burnley just hump it in the box and score from it. <laughs> I don't believe it. Uh, and the last thing is how Corny is too good for Burnley. Yeah, because he's like, way too good. I'd say three or four like decent goals he scored. I mean, that was an absolute belter. And I don't know if there's any Burnley fans that do listen. Like, they they'll maybe seen that with a crying out to improve their squad in this way. But nah, you don't yeah. allow players like that. Sean Dyche was thinking, where on earth does he practice that? At? No one does shooting practice. It's long balls, <laughs> headers, and goal scrambles. Like who knows? <laughs> who on earth has him on shooting practice? Stop you, that you immediately! Oh, you don't have to finish balls like that if it's pinball round <laughs> eight times in the box. So then he can volley that's it, it's a volley that comes off someone's thigh in the six yard <laughs> <laughs> yeah they've now got Dwight McNeil and Corney they've got to drop one of them they can't have two classy players on I the know. same pitch what but on earth is going on he'll be uh, he 
Would he be away in January? Imagine nah, that. nah. I don't think he's lighting up that much, but I know what you mean. Like to me, he's not a Burnley player and looks good, but he's only just coming on the scene. Like he's yeah, nah. Um, Villa. Stevie yeah, G's Stevie G starting uh, his his Aston Villa career off with a decent win. I think he they had a, a good team to play against. Brighton's hasn't won in six. Yeah. Uh, we the way they talk now. If you don't win in six, is that your job on the line? <laughs> nah, he's got loads of credit in the bank. I know what you mean. And but yeah, how many times we've we said someone's got credit in the bank and like we'll, like we'll. Sky Sports tomorrow will be like this person sacked but no I know what you mean yeah he's done a, a good job with, with Brighton but, but how long do they get worried <laughs> <laughs> more worried about Mayonet getting them yeah um, good win um, no, I guess, yeah like you said no winning six for Potter is a bit of a concern um, I don't think Villa particularly deserved it massively nah. Brighton but it's Brighton being classic Brighton we're going back to the classic Brighton of playing really really Nice looking football. Maybe that's maybe that's the one thing that Potter needs to needs to learn how to to create a side that's going to be. Maybe he just does training where they just pass it around forever and no one actually shoots. <laughs> maybe he should do a bit more corner does every so often, try some shooting drills because they they they, they play some wonderful stuff, but they're just not clinical enough and they can't see finish yeah. games off. But Watkins, what a goal by the way! Yeah, he took that goal really well, and then even even Mings, he took his goal well. <laughs> like, what on earth was he doing? <laughs> yeah. Because when I was watching the, the, the game back, because uh, I was thinking it was, what, 89 minutes when he scored his goal, and he was charging about the 18-yard box. I was going to get... Like, if that was Newcastle winning 89 minutes by one goal, and the centre-half's run on you that pause and box, you'd be having heart palpitations, like, <laughs> get back on the halfway line, do not... Like, old-school, schoolboy football, centre-halves can't go past the halfway line. And he was tearing around on the 18-yard box, kept the ball in, whipped it in, and then... It just deflected back from me. Yeah, it was a good finish. Yeah. Newcastle will win in the 88th minute. Come on, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen, is it? But a good, good win for Stevie G. Um, but, right, yeah, classic Brighton. Yeah. Uh, Norwich picked up another win. Yeah. Charlie Adams. Chi Adams, not Charlie. Charlie Adams. Charlie Adams. He's, he's dusting his boots up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, Chi Adams, yeah, good goal. Um, Hanley doesn't score many, does he, as well? I know, yeah, he's a Newcastle old boy as well. Yeah, he's a legend. That was another slow motion header. The keeper should have had that. Ball. Ah, yeah, it was poor, wasn't it? But a uh, good start for <clears> Dean <throat> Smith. And I, th- yeah. I think he would have had a, a beanie's bonnet about losing the Villa job and he'll have a point to prove. Yeah, I, I, we said it last week. I think I think that's a really good appointment for them. Yeah, for Norwich, yeah. Yeah, so a uh, massive win for them. Like, mm-hmm. I guess... Obviously, we are Newcastle fans. But that's a massive win. Like depressing for that's that's probably the the worst thing about this weekend is that the teams picked up like points are like even like Burnley conceding three goals and not losing like to a good Palace side. Yeah, there's all these little things are starting to. Wheel. But a huge win for for Norwich. Do you think they can survive? <clears throat> nah. Look, three teams have still got to go down, and even with Dean Smith, like someone's got to go down. So I'm I mean, still... what about Man United four one? <laughs> what is that about? I think what, I think Man United will be safe. Maybe Wolves, Jimenez. Yeah, is there a player that I, I was going to answer? I was going to ask me myself a question: Is there a player I like to see score goals outside Newcastle more than Jimenez? No, there's not. 
isn't there? Why? Just the little fashion school thing coming back. He just looks like a likable guy. Just plays his heart in his sleeve, really grasps for the team. He's a really good footballer, actually. Yeah, Bruno Lage is maybe the manager that's going under the radar doing the best job this yeah. season. Six now, aren't they? Yeah, just plodding away, like, yeah, not saying much and has his indifferent interviews, no matter what goes on, still gives his little smile and, yeah, we'll crack on and we'll, yeah. Yeah, we'll do our thing next week. He's He looks like a really good find for them, doesn't he, in terms of, like, a... a managerial signing Wolf seems like such a, a good wholesome club though like the fans remember when Wolf started off really badly and he had all them chances that start and hadn't scored a goal in like the first yeah. three or four yeah, games yeah. all the Wolves fans were like hey we're playing great it's going to be fine it's going to be fine um, they started off their record label to bring local acts in like, have they? yeah Wolves just seem like a good wholesome club where you think they're another yeah. club with a bit of cash as well aren't they behind them they're not, yeah. they're not skin they've got a Think is it investment from China? Maybe I think um, Chinese investment in in the side and uh, the club. Um, I I think Wolves are a really good side. They look like they've stepped up from what Nuno could yeah. where Nuno could get them to. Very sort of defensive, very much um, able to play sort of wide on the on the on the break and hit like sort of long balls into the, the wing backs. They now look like they play a little bit more through the lines and. And they've got some really good technicians and stuff, and yeah, yeah I, like, I like watching him in his yeah, score goals. Good result for Wolves and bad run for West Ham. Uh, Spurs lead, yes, yeah, Spurs lead. So uh, this um, was worrying for Tottenham when they got booed off at half time. Yeah, like their fans, like uh, even yes, you're getting beat at home to Leeds. I understand that, but you've got a new manager there. Like give him chance to get his yeah. message into the players like what he's been there for three games now including the one in Europe I know I think sometimes I think that um, Spurs fans look at the amazing stadium they've got and remember that Poch took them took them to a sort of to a title winning sort of chase yeah in a time where Liverpool had won like non-existent Man City faltered for a couple of seasons and Man United were like just doing what Man United could do <laughs> should be banned average like Chelsea also had their dip, so like, it's not it's not like now like the like the the big clubs are back. Mm-hmm. Spurs aren't; they're not quite that. So like, yeah. there's got to be some expectations managed here. I think like, um, yeah, I thought it was a bit bit of an odd one. Like, look, Conte's got a huge job ahead of him. He got three points, big win. Yeah, it was a big win. We got who it was against. Kane needs a goal, doesn't he? <sighs> but he played, I think he played well. Kane thought he played well. I thought he was. He got slipped through by Mora once where I think old school Kane just takes less time and finishes it. Mm-hmm. But he's just thought about it too much. Um, but yeah, he's he needs to go. But I think it's a big result, actually, actually that. Yeah. And um bit of a worry for Bielsa. Say it every week, don't we? Yeah, how many... How outran, many? By, outran by Spurs. Uh, I've, uh, That'll be one stat that he'll be raging about. Yeah, he'll be smashing him on the training. But probably then, right now. They'll probably. be... Un- Put that ball away, get yourself on the treadmill, and if we're one of those that's controlled by him, he'd be like full volume, off we go. Just sprinting. <laughs> yeah. Just relentless sprints. Yeah. But yeah, good good one for Spurs. I think Conte's starting to make changes, you can see that, and I think Spurs fans have got to be patient. Yeah, Boo- booing you booing your players off isn't helping anyone. No. And then last is Man City. Man City last there. Eh? I know, yeah. But it was just a a Man City performance wasn't it yeah it really was um, comfortable there's 
I can't imagine what it's like supporting a club where you just win 3 0 at home. Like, yeah, just comfortable, clean sheet. I put on the group chat um, about the Etihad. It's a rubbish. It's, it, I think it's the worst atmosphere Premier League, easily. You reckon? Yeah, absolutely. Unless, unless they're literally spanking teams. And I mean, they were they were sort of it was nil nil, and they were creating the odd chance to play some really nice football, kept the ball, like literally Everton didn't have a kick, and there was not a sound in the ground. And I just thought, like, if that was Newcastle, we'd probably go nuts that we've got the ball. Yeah, <laughs> but think Man City now they've got this standard where they play a beautiful football. It's total control. It's at ease. They almost make it. Because they're so good, they make it look that easy that they're not trying. Yeah. But Everton didn't have a look in that. It's another topic in itself, like what's going on with Everton. But Man City were just so good. Even at, like you said, at nil-nil, they looked in complete control. Yeah, but like, Everton it was just really didn't have a kick, did they? It just was so unappreciated. Yeah. Like Sometimes it just takes a little bit longer to break teams down. Like, it, it, like you're right. City fans, like we've been playing for 15 minutes, we haven't scored twice. This is terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, it really is like that. It's bizarre. Look under the bench. <laughs> you get warm up, Jack. Come yeah. on. You know, it's, yeah, it really is. It's it's a it look it looks like a manufactured atmosphere. It looks. I know that, and then they are a small club. They, you know, years ago they were in the Premier League and, and stuff, and. At Main Road and all that kind of thing, mm-hmm. but it looks like a club that you just you know, like in um, in the US where a franchise just moves and the LA Rams just go like LA Rams are no longer in LA, they're now in like California, which maybe I don't know if it is in California. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you mean you move to a different Arizona, state. yeah. <laughs> so you know, like, and and then they create a new, and then that's it. That's it feels sometimes like that. Mm-hmm. Like the, I know it's not in the empty had, but. Really, what I was, I was like, this is it actually makes the football look a bit boring. I know what you mean. It, but it's not boring because it's actually really good to watch. Yeah, this like the team of superstars where it's so easy. They just paid so much to do a job. They come and do it. And there's no soul, and you know they're gonna gonna win. But it, it's also not mega easy because, like you say, they're just really, really good at what they do. Because they all graph off the ball. They all work super hard. Like they. You don't take anything away from them. They're relentlessly good at what they do, which is... Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, another another 3-0 th- win for, for City. Rodgers' goal. Sorry? Rodgers' goal. Oh, yeah, absolute rocker. Oh, um, the pass from... Cancelo. Cancelo, yeah. Yeah. Outside the boot. Class. Yeah, it's outrageous. Still getting a, getting a start as well, rare start. And a goal. Cheers, and, got a second. Man, um, Greenish wasn't even on the bench, was he? No, nah, I think he got a knock. Jenkins not much because he's been getting in the the front headlines with uh, all these female acquaintances. Aye, gentle lad. Eh? I think must be Pep doing a bit of man management there, giving him a bit Probably. time to put it over. Yeah, I don't think that's appreciated. I think Pep has a, a, exceptionally high standards. I don't think that's appreciated at all. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, should we leave it there, mate? Yeah. Welcome back to the Dad FC Football Podcast. Um, we are joined by a special guest. So we um, we mentioned bringing uh, this guy on a couple of weeks back, and we finally got him. So we brought on Dan from the uh, Main Event Football Podcast. Um, strictly instructed to not introduce Dan as a um, Champions League specialist. So what can we call him? Guru. <laughs> 
Guru. We'll go to school with Guru. Champions League Guru, Dan. Dan, how are you doing? I'm very good. I, uh, I'm visiting myself a bit like Mike Myers when he was in that film, The Guru. That's how I'm going to... I might Photoshop that image onto all of our podcasts and stuff now. So <laughs> you've inspired us. Well done, lads. Hopefully a bit on that film because... That <laughs> <laughs> was the great film. <laughs> It wasn't I don't a great film. It, to be fair, it's probably better that way. I just remember the posters. I think I went to see something better that day, and it was at the time. <laughs> so, so Dan, if our listeners want to want to catch you on your pod as well and find you on the social medias, what's the the handles, the addresses, so we can send some uh, some love your way. Uh, we are at UCL Fantasy Pod on Twitter and on YouTube or Spotify, Anchor, all that sort of stuff. We are the main event. Champions League podcast. Uh, we mainly do fantasy football stuff. If you do look on YouTube, you'll have to scroll down past some random American wrestling film called The Main Event. I mean, you can always check out that film as well if you want. It's, it's, it's arguably better than The Guru. Not that I've seen. <laughs> and where, so you know, so you're not a Champions League guru, but um, where are you currently sitting in the Champions League fantasy football? Worldwide table. In the worldwide table, I am two hundred and eighty second. He's a guru, isn't he? In the world. That, he's a guru. That is a guru. <laughs> he's a Champions League guru. I wonder what those two hundred and eighty-one people ahead of me are. Oh, we'll work. We'll come back to that. Right, we'll circle back. <laughs> um. So I So Champions League's back tomorrow. Um. I guess we'd sort of talk about um the British side. Yeah, start home base. So, Dan, if you want to go through each of the the English clubs, and we'll we'll give them a, a score if you want. What's your been your thoughts to them? And uh, let's start with Group A. We've got a uh, City. So, what's what's been your take on City so far, mate? Um, no surprises really in terms of of how they've operated against some of the the sort of lower level teams. I, I was very surprised with the, with the first game with how many goals they conceded. They've got the best defence in the Premier League. Yeah. And then they ship three goals to Nkunku on his own uh, at RB Leipzig. And it, it was reminiscent of last year, but the other way around with Liverpool, where they loved to concede goals in the league, get to the Champions League, and no one could score past them. So I don't know what it is about, about the competition, but teams seem to just switch it around sometimes but in terms of the drubbins that they've given to, to some of the teams it's not surprising I think um, their biggest disappointment is obviously PSG yeah. they were the better team but they couldn't when they play that false nine system without a real striker up front it allows them to dominate the game but against world class defenders that PSG have especially Mark Ignos he is class. world class um, I, I mean Kempembe's rash uh, so you can always target him but Marquinhos will cover that I think you do just need that little bit extra and even in the, the semi-finals last year if you look at the goals that they scored Kevin De Bruyne crossed the ball that went straight in the back of the net Yeah. and then Mares hit one straight at the wall and the wall somehow managed to jump over the ball <laughs> <laughs> in a goal's bottom corner uh, it's not to say that it's luck because that yeah. system is designed to dominate. And they've got Messi lying on the also, floor behind walls now, so that, that won't happen <laughs> again. <laughs> That's how good he is. He didn't even realise it was a free kick. He was 
think I was lying down for a bit. <laughs> There's only once. He's been doing plenty of lying or, down in uh, in uh, PSG, to be fair. He's not done much running about, that's I'm, for sure. Oh, some of the laziest football you're likely to see. And I mean, their league aren't performances of yeah, so be- shown that. It's kind of the opposite for posh teams. Yeah, posh bizarre. teams usually uh, like to run, but not this lot. But Nesson Batty's got like 50 yards of free space to run into. He's not really doing much. <laughs> so Neymar's Mr. 45 minutes, as we call him. You'll be the best player in the world for 45 minutes. It's true that, by the way. Subbed off. Yeah. Say that again? It's true that, yeah, very true. Yeah. Liverpool like, last season as well on the play? Was it? played Liverpool last season. Who? PSG? Yeah. Uh, did they? Or was it, was it, it Man United that played? Last season, played Man, Man United in the group stages. Yes, they, they did. Yeah, you got by in Munich, who's another team that plays in red. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was it. Uh, Neymar, <laughs> I tell you what, it's, it's the buy in Munich game. Neymar got man of the match, and it's an absolute joke. He was very good for forty-five minutes. I don't think he had a shot on target. I think he did some tricks and hit the bar or something, <laughs> uh, and then just totally disappeared in the second half. Um, but it's Neymar. He gets all the all the plaudits. He, he gets the the headlines, and it's fairly lazy from a lot of people when they when they watch a game like that. But um, I think Man City overall are going to be happy that they're still well within a, a chance of getting top spot. I think if they are a second seed, I don't think they're going to fear anyone because they are one of the best teams in the world. Do you think Absolutely. they are? Sorry, Dan, do you think they are seasoned enough now in the Champions League to actually go and win it? It depends on what Pep wants to do because it, the players he has are more than capable of winning the Champions League, but every year he seems to do something utterly bizarre that no one can quite wrap their head round. Yeah. It, it totally depends on Pep. Not playing Fernandinho's holding midfielder in the, the final. final last year is absolute utter madness and a bit disrespectful because of all that he's done for the club. It's kind of a bit like a you're not good enough, and it's, he absolutely is. Yeah, uh, like he absolutely is. And then it was Leon the year before he starts messing around with his formation, and Kevin De Bruyne is looking around like I've never played this way before. What is happening? So. It's all down to Pep. The players are absolutely good enough, 100%. So Pep, 4-4-2 in the final, and they'll win the <laughs> yes. Champions League. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yes, he's, uh, he's, he needs to write his team down on the uh, on the back of a cigarette packet <laughs> yeah. and hand it in that way, like Bassett style. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, big man, little man up front. <laughs> <laughs> uh, group B, mate, Liverpool. What's she taking Liverpool yeah. so far? Dominant. They're in a bit of a, a pony group, to be honest. Uh, Atletico Madrid, you'd argue, is the strongest team left remaining, but La Liga is not what it once was. We've been watching their form in terms of the league over the last couple of seasons because they've been a bit of a mystery. You see, you see teams like Sevilla absolutely dominating, and then they come to the Champions League and they're all over the place, and that was that's been the case for the last few years and every league just comes in cycles the Premier League's had it the Serie A's had it it's La Liga's turn now to just be dipping and obviously 
they've brought in a lot of new financial regulations where I can't remember what it is, but it's something to do with like eighty five percent of your revenue is you're allowed to spend and it's gotta be this much on wages and it's like all very, very strict and you can sign players but you can't register them. And everything's becoming more fair. So Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid are now hampered by it. But um, if that's the best option in the group, then Liverpool should definitely be going through comfortably because they're just not that great anymore. This isn't the Atletico Madrid that was getting to Champions League finals. It's it's not the same team. Uh, and I appreciate people be maybe listening and go, what are you talking about the one La Liga last year? Have you seen the state of the rest of the teams? Yeah, that's <laughs> true. It's funny because that, that was meant to be the group of death, wasn't it? Um, Porto Milan, Atleti. It was, uh, meant, it was meant to be. I, I wouldn't have. No way. Um, it's harder than Sherry from Chatter. It's got to be. I'm sure there's a better group of death than that. I'll have a quick look. But uh, in terms of in terms of AC Milan, they've not been in the Champions League for eight years. That's mad, um, isn't it? This one of the teams you always imagined. They dropped off a cliff. They had a couple of new owners. Um, so, yeah, they've been a bit bizarre. Porto did really well last year. King, Chancellor and Bemba at the back. But Porto... Two legend. have got their number. Like, because he's... Like, Porto are a really good defensive side, but whenever they play Liverpool, absolutely smash them to bits. And I'm not entirely sure why. Just You sometimes have have those teams, don't you? Yeah. And then Group F, mate, the team which everyone loves to, to hit on at the moment, uh, Man United. Yes. Man United, seven points to sit on top of the group somehow. Outrageous. Like, it's theft. It's a total <laughs> theft of points. And of all the teams I think I want to watch, <laughs> I think from this group are probably the ones I want to watch the least. But, um... Do you, I, just want, do you not enjoy watching Man United in the Champions League just for the pure drama of Ronaldo, though? And carnage. Um, yes, to be fair, he's so clutch. And them goals he scored against Atalanta. Yeah, he robbed four goal. points from Atalanta. Absolutely yeah, robbed four points. He's a, he's a total thief. <laughs> like, he just pops up in the 86th minute and steals the points. Uh, from, from hard-working players on the other team that have fully deserved it with tactical systems. It's just like, ah, oh, Ronaldo... Are they, are, they, yeah. are they winning that group, do you think? Uh, not if Steve Bruce takes charge, as has <laughs> been rumoured today. I know, uh, that's mental, isn't it? <laughs> class. I mean, I'm sure he said Newcastle was his last job because of stress, etc. So, yeah. Let's get Bruce, Bruce in trending. Yeah. Let's get Bruce in yeah, Bruce, trending. To be fair, I mean, Danny Murphy said it earlier on the season. He's exactly who you want in a relegation battle, so I think Man United have got the right. <laughs> now we're trying to get listeners, man. <laughs> okay, well, I found on our podcast if you slag Man United or Liverpool, it's not a good way forward. So, um, <laughs> sorry, just absolutely stitching you. So, Man United are going to win the Champions League, that what you're saying? Oh, uh, yes, 100%. They're going to do a Liverpool in 2005. I'm sure. Um, Wan-Bissaka crossing it in from a corner. 
Yeah, right. I think, uh, in, in all honesty, they're doing well to get out of this group. Villarreal, again, not great, but they have a clear system, which Man United haven't had, so you can always get around that. But Atalanta will be very disappointed with five points yeah. from four matches played. But they're, they're very 96 Newcastle-esque. Have three, we'll try and get four. Yeah. They play a mental system. The play a cross between... Um, between Tuchel's Chelsea and be uh, in Chris Wilder's Sheffield United, <laughs> where they have wing wing backs with overlapping centre halves. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> it's absolutely. If any, if you ever get a chance to watch an Atalanta game on the telly or whatever, it's they've been a little disappointing this year. Had loads of injuries, but last year it was total, complete and utter madness. I'm trying to imagine what, 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 overlap, what an overlapping centre half looks like. Well, because Sheffield United did it for a bit. Yeah, Germany did it, honey. But what what they had is, when they did that, the full-back would create space wide and then drop in so that they'd still regain that shape. Nah, not Atlanta. Like, their their wing-back will just go into the bench and well position as as left forward. And everyone just pushes pushes on. And I think they've got a holding midfielder in, like, Darun or Freuler. He'll tend to drop in try and create a two at the back but yeah they're, they're absolutely insane Muriel as well last year he's, he's been dropped he um, he had a lovely statistic where he had the most goals per minute in the world more than Messi more than because he used to get brought on as a sub in the 75th minute and score every game great who's, so, who's yeah, their who's the, who's the, um, striker uh, Duran Zapata yes yeah, Zapata yeah striker. he's a handful there eh? Yeah, he's a good player. Him, right choice of words, handful. Yeah, good player. Um, Chelsea. Yeah, uh, they'll be disappointed they got beat off uh, UV, and they deserve to get beat. But I think that was at that period where they were still playing Alonso at wing back, and Tuchel was doing these little Tuchel things where he started shifting things around a bit unnecessarily. Did it at PSG a couple of times. Uh, and I think you just got that one wrong but they'll be sailing through again if they finish as second seed they will not be fearing anyone that finishes top except I think the only team that you want to fear is Bayern Munich that are top yeah I I guess um, you're not going to want Ajax either but I think other than that you're not really going to be that bothered by everyone else obviously they can't get the other English teams because that would be a that would be a disaster if that was possible if you could get Liverpool, Man City. Yeah. Three of the best teams in this tournament are English. Yeah. The by proxy can't play each other, so that's an immediate advantage to English teams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned Ajax there. They've been sensational, really, haven't they? Yeah, the hard. Uh, they surprised everyone a couple of years ago, obviously, getting to the semi-finals and Lucas Moura robbed them. their hearts robbed another bloody thief <laughs> but um, I think uh, was they obviously had a lot of players taken away from them they came the, the Southampton of the Champions League and <laughs> they were really disappointing last year they, they weren't playing great they were sort of carried by Tadic in a lot of ways they had some youth players coming through and now they've stepped up and they even turned in players like Sebastian Haller who was you know he's written off after his performances at West Ham 
Isn't he, is he top scorer? Yeah, I believe he's top goal scorer and I think he's top goal scorer in the Eredivisie as well. He, he's just scoring loads of goals. He's got four in the opening game. Yeah, that so, helps. Helps. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Their, like, their forward line just loves scoring because they've got Tarich, Stephen Berghuis and Anthony playing behind Haller. Yeah. And just flip a coin on which one of them is going to score because they're all more than capable. Very different players and they all complement each other really well. They are a they are a massive, massive heartful. You don't want to be drawing them. I don't think unfortunately I don't think they're gonna win it. I'd love them to win it. I'd love a team like that to win it. Just really briefly on, on, on that Dan, um Ten Hag um to my United. Did you see it? Direct or something, isn't he? The minute yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about that. Like getting an expert, it's just jobs for the boys, isn't it? Big time, yeah. But yeah, that's where it's like, maybe causing problem at Man United, where they've got so many people learning on the job. Yeah, it doesn't make too much sense. It's like an elite club. Obviously, you are going to want to have that infrastructure where you bring people through and you take people on that journey. But they need to be learning from the right people. How is Michael Carrick learning from Oliver Nassaltra? <laughs> yeah, who's <laughs> learning from Michael Carrick? learn of Ollie <laughs> and they both been directed by Fletch <laughs> classic I mean, yeah yeah just you, you're saying that sounds hilarious but that's ultimately that's Man United's issue I mean in real Ferdinand saying he'd be effing unbelievable as uh, being the sporting director and then when he gets asked at the weekend oh, who'd you bring in he goes I don't know to be honest <laughs> like, like this is the level of stupidity you've got to deal with and like, I, I believe in having Regardless of age or anything like that, whoever's the best person for the job deserves the job. But just because you used to play for Man United doesn't make you great at your job. I suppose the other side of the, uh, the point of that is Ajax took a chance on Overmars Van der Sar. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that. System. I was going to say that exact point. Yeah, I'd, I'd, like them to, I'd like Man United to go full Ajax and just get everyone, like the Nevilles, but... Real, get them all back in. 
get get Owen coaching, director of football, just get Phil Neville bringing the tea out. Yeah. Juicing Park, get him, get him in there. In fact, anyone who's in the the ninety nine squad gets like some sort of role just by yeah. default. Just by so yes. Ronnie Johnson gets back. to put the cones out. David May gets to put the nets up. Like everyone, <laughs> that's hey, what Mark, I want to see. Can we get Van de Sar in from Ajax? No, but we can get Van de Gaal in. <laughs> Van de Gaal, yes, him in. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, that's what I want to see. Just go full, full United way DNA. Yeah. Nothing but DNA all over the shop. We get Taibi in. Who's your surprise package in, Dan? The surprise package, I think, is is Ajax mm-hmm. in terms of what, like, generally what they're doing. I think if you asked me this three or four weeks ago, or whenever, this, like, the last couple of games, because it's so sporadic now with international breaks and all that rubbish that no one wants... Uh, it would have been Sheriff with their yeah, own yeah. two games. Like I don't know where they came from, but we saw that we saw the same with Shakhtar the year before, where they got a couple of results and fell off a cliff. Now I don't think Sheriff have quite fallen off a cliff. I think that'd be rude to say when their performances, even when they've lost, have been really good. If anything, I think the performances when they've lost have been better than the performances when they've won. But obviously, it's just points that matter. Uh, so for a team that. Went, we can't even really do research on because you can't find results in the Moldovan League. Or <laughs> you, might, you, you might get a result, but you cannot get a starting lineup or stats or anything about them. And for them to rock up and beat Real Madrid is one of the most unbelievable things yeah. I've ever seen. So they they are definitely, definitely a surprise package. Uh, in terms of maybe negatively. Uh, like sort of going the other way I'd say I think there's been a couple of disappointments Barcelona which yeah we, we've sort of talked about mm-hmm. their dis- uh, like they were disappointed last year and they were scraped through with messy penalties um, yeah and also Dortmund four games six points the yeah. Vincent Harland they're uh, they're a bit of a dodgy team Dortmund the, the struggle to keep clean sheets if Hummels doesn't play they're really bad I know he got sent off in the last game uh, but they're really bad defensively they're, they play a different system every other week I don't think they look settled they change the manager quite a lot but they've got world class players Yeah. so it is a bit of a surprise to see them so far behind Ajax that is a massive massive surprise and then the big question is Oh, uh, Champions League guru, mate. Who is going to win? Who is going to win? Who is your money on? Club Bruges. Club the Bruges. <laughs> I'm supporting Bruges this year, so I've got to stick to your guns. Uh, got to get, you know, got Fanny and Skywalker in the middle. We've got uh, Darth Vormer in the middle next to us. We've just got a little, we've got a little Star Wars contingent, so I don't think you can look past Club Bruges, even though they are four points second place PSG. Um, it's hard, like it's, I like no one would have predicted Chelsea would have won last year at the after the group stages. Uh, I think Lampard was still in at this point. Yeah, it was yeah. So anything can happen. I mean, Steve Bruce comes into Man United and they, they're all happy favourites. <laughs> uh, so I've just got to be boring and say 
you know what? I don't think Bayern will win. I think if you go through the big hitters, I don't think Bayern will win it. I think it's going to be an English team. I think it's going to be Liverpool, City or Chelsea. Uh, let's say Chelsea won't win it two years in a row. Uh, so I'd say City or Liverpool. Which one? Who do you think is going to win it? Um, I, I agree. I think it's going to be an English side again. Um, I think Bayern's the only major threat to um, to any of the English sides, really. Um, I yeah. think I actually think Chelsea might win it again. You know. Imagine that Champions League and Premier League double. Do you reckon they'll win the Premier League this year? I think they will as well. Yeah, I went for City uh, for the Premier League, and for the yeah. for the Champions League. I don't. My gut just says Bayern's going to come through. Okay. I, I think I agree. Like the the the, the favourites are the th- them three English clubs or Bayern Munich, but I just feel like Bayern Munich can't let England do it twice in a row. Yeah. Somehow I actually. Want Liverpool to win the Premier League somehow? I don't know how how that's oh, happened in my life. I, I don't know. I've always I've always hated Liverpool <laughs> to the point where when Glenn and I were talking about getting this podcast together, we were, I was saying, "Can I tell people how much I hate Liverpool?" <laughs> but somehow I actually really want Liverpool to win. I don't know why, but um, but I, I can't see them winning the Champions League. I just don't know. I'm not sure why. I just think there's that one or two inches away from from not being anywhere near as good as is what the um what the start lineup is. Yeah. I know Ch- I mean imagine Chelsea retain the Champions League. That'd be big one. Yeah, that'd be that'd be huge. That'd be massive. That'd be Very... That's gotta be one of the biggest biggest occasions in English football history. I, I don't know if like European Cup wise Liverpool ever retained it. So I'm I'm not overly versed in European Cup. I know that they I think they did win back to back, didn't they? Did they win back to back? I think they might have actually. I know Forrest did it back in the sixties. Oh, yes. old, old, uh, yeah, was Crawford, yeah. Oh, but maybe not the years. Remember the years wrong, but it was definitely they did. They did back to back. That's impressive. They won two Champions Leagues, but only one league title, didn't they? Yeah. Well, there you go. Some some stats. So, Dan, your your prediction is. Is it a city? I'm going to go. I'm going to go for city. I think Pep might not balls it up this time. Yeah, might play like four defenders instead of nine forwards and a goalkeeper and a false ten. Yeah, and a false ten. Um, well, Dan, it's been great getting you on for the Champions League, mate. We'd love to get you back on after the, the group stages is over and. Uh, Analyse once the draws be made, and then we can start getting the the nitty gritty and the, the knockouts and start and see where our predictions are going to be lying. Yeah, the guru will see if I live up to my name. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to just reinforce that I've got no part in this nickname, and I resent it. I you, resent the pressure. You literally mentioned me saying I'm only coming on if I'm called the guru. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've got Dan is also agreeing to be on our, our quiz as well, so we're going to be recording that for our our Thursday show where we're going to have the guru versus the show pony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, nice one, Dan. So, Dan, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate that, buddy. Uh, and, yeah, we'll speak to you very soon. Thanks for having us on, lads. I really, really appreciate it. And best of luck.
All right, and there we there we have it. Champions League special mate done as well. Yeah, Dan's got some knowledge, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he really has, hasn't he? Yeah, Wasn't the depths of like fourteen years ago in the Champions League when this happened. Yeah, so that's why we brought him on as the Champions League guru. Guru, you think? You think it's that level? Definitely guru. Yeah, he know he knows his Champions League football. Yeah, two hundred eighteenth in the world in the uh, the the fantasy European Champions, Champions League, League football <laughs> United thing. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, thanks for everyone for downloading the episode. Uh, Hope you enjoyed the Champions League special and also the, the rest of the pod as well. <laughs> um, as always, um, the pod has been moving up every single week in the rankings, so we kind of thank you enough for everyone who's downloaded. Uh, please, can you continue to download, subscribe, share, and if you've downloaded on your Apple podcast, make sure you're jumping on the page, scroll at the bottom, and leave us a nice five-star review. Uh, you can catch us on Instagram, Facebook, which is at the Dad FC Football Podcast. At the Dad FC Football Pod on Twitter and at the Dad FC Football Pod on TikTok. TikTok, and we do believe that we're going to be getting a YouTube channel started, started yeah. soon, so we'll be able to put some live shows in there for anyone who wants to watch us live. You cannot wait for the pod, so we'll be coming live <laughs> yeah. on YouTube. We're going to see what we look like, which you probably know because you've watched it. If you can't wait to watch us on YouTube and know what Yanis looks like, you can go to all our social medias as well. <laughs> but as ever, thank you very much for downloading. Thank you very much for subscribing. Please do share. Uh, we've got your next episode, which will be the, the quiz. Uh, it will be the, the preview to the upcoming fixtures that will be dropping in your podcast feed on Thursday. As ever, enjoy your week. Enjoy your football. Jan, cheers, mate. Yeah, cheers, man. <laughs>